thing about New Japan Pro Wrestling, which according to some makes us bad wrestling fans. But we're going to change that in the year 2020, going from idiots to idiotic experts, so that if anyone tries to tell us that a more, shall we say, promo-based wrestler isn't as good as some flippy New Japan jabroni, we will have the tools to say, look, not only did New Japan not run shows for a third of the year, but Will Ospreay has been stuck at home, so you can't have him this time. Stop asking! We don't make the rules, we just enforce them. Although I will say, as someone that was on the right side of history last year, Chris Jericho has also disqualified himself from being in the running for just being Chris Jericho. You're not wrong, but I digress. Mark Mark Quinn for Wrestler of the Year. Welcome to the Idiot's Guide to New Japan for the New Japan Cup 2020. I'm John Gavreski Maxwell, joined as always by Oscar Bernard. Hello. How you doing, Oscar? I'm doing good. Let's, let's tell me more about Mark Quinn. I mean, you know, he Mark, he's real good. He had that real good match with Cody. And given the fact that everything else in wrestling is burning to the ground, that might just be enough to push him over the edge. I mean, I know that you're a, a monster and don't watch the best wrestling show out there, but... You should go back and watch $12 the movie because that shit that they did on Being the Elite where they fought the bear and the boogeyman because, you know, Hangman put a hit on them for the $12. That was some fucking primo shit. I will watch $12 the movie only because it's up for best show. (laughs) Fair enough. I did put it on there. Look, I only have... I've been spending most of my time in quarantine just watching a lot of Baywatch. I don't have time to watch quality programming. I mean, you were watching Baywatch Nights, so that does sound pretty quality. Also, hey, Season 6 of Baywatch ties into WCW's Bash at the Beach. Hell yeah, it does. But also ties in the Bash at the Beach plot with a really really, uh, wild tone shift cancer plot. Oh, Jesus! Thanks, Baywatch. <laughs> the show is fucking insane. Well, it's good that you've been watching this terrible programming instead of watching apparently good programming like New Japan Pro Wrestling. Speaking of shit that's really big in Germany, let's talk about New Japan, I guess. <laughs> that was a bad transition to that. I don't even understand that one. But I will say, Oscar, you know... As much as there has been absolutely nothing good whatsoever about this fucking quarantine and this whole fucking global pandemic that's been happening to us, I will say it did kind of happen at the perfect time because I feel like from after the two episodes that we did before, I was getting really close to being on the precipice of like going from having basically no knowledge of the of the product whatsoever to the point that it's funny to having enough knowledge of New Japan that I become a danger to myself because I feel confident in saying things that are absolutely wrong. Also, the fact that everything ended when it did means that we were able to finagle our way out of having to review the G1. It's true. And also, you know, what it comes down to now is, hey, it's four and a half months later and we're back and I don't remember a fucking thing about New Japan. So this is going to be awesome. Yeah, I don't either. We're back on our old shit, baby. What's up, Trace? <laughs> Thanks, coronavirus. You you saved you saved ProWrestling.cool. <laughs> you made the content great again. Wait, shit. No, not that one. Oscar. John. It's weird to say that, you know, New Japan... Hey, hot take here from uh, the official New Japan editors for ProWrestling.cool now. (laughs) New Japan is maybe the only good wrestling company. Yeah, I I mean, admittedly, they're the only good wrestling company because they haven't been running shows. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying, is that, like, you know, say what you will about fucking 
all the other wrestling that's happened here and how, like, you know, hey, there actually have been some, you know, really good things that have occurred during this. We had the Firefly Funhouse. We had the Stadium Stampede. We've had some, like, real fun up and down owns that it's been interesting to watch. But you know what? New Japan, by saying we're just not going to do anything has done the ultimate fucking babyface move of protecting all their talent, paying all their talent, making sure that everyone is safe, not running shows and endangering anyone, and just basically saying, hey, look, we take this seriously, we take your health seriously, stay home so that when we can reopen, you are going to be at your best. They even started to take it serious. they even decided to take stardom seriously. Yeah. And, like, you know, say what you will about the fact that, like, there have been a bunch of uh, of companies in Japan that have been running shows. Like, you know, DDT has been doing some stuff. Uh, I, I think Tokyo Joshi Pro has been doing some stuff. But, like, you know, New Japan. And compare New Japan to what we've seen out of fucking WWE and even AEW. WWE fired and furloughed a whole fucking ton of people. Not to be profitable. They were already profitable, but so they could hit some fucking imaginary profitability margin that they set themselves to make them, their stock price look good. AEW has continued to just run shows. And yeah, they claim that they're like really testing people thoroughly and all this stuff. But like, as we've seen from Sam Lee Guevara's blogs and everything, like it seems like the, the primary test is just they take your temperature. And yeah, if you fail that, they'll give you something more extensive. But if you pass that, that just seems like they go, all right, you feeling okay? Okay, you can come in. New Japan has actively lost money throughout this whole pandemic. WWE has made money hand over fist. AEW has been somehow running profitably. I guess because, you know, they're still doing their television and they're still, like, honoring their deals that they have however they can. So I guess that, you know, makes them profitable. But, you know, again, at the expense of they're putting their talent in danger every other week. New Japan took it all on the fucking chin. And they are the best fucking employer because of it. Because they are the only ones that actually really took this seriously and really protected their talent. And for that, like, they deserve a fucking, like, medal or award. And, like, you know, granted, they they don't actually deserve that. Because, I mean, let's be fucking honest. Like, that's the least that you could do for your fucking talent. And, you know, we shouldn't be celebrating the fact that, like, these capitalists decided to be less shitty. But, regardless, fuck yeah, New Japan. Yeah. And it's honestly made me excited for the fact that they've come back. Like, I had canceled my uh, my New Japan World subscription, but, like, hearing all this stuff and the way that they've laid it out, like, I'm pretty excited for this. I might renew this to see if I can watch the Monday show. I did not cancel my New Japan subscription just because I kept forgetting to do it, and then the first nice. of the month keep, kept coming up. Admittedly, I think I might have canceled it, like, for June. So... Yeah. I will be, I will have canceled it for, I guess, like, two weeks. Hooray. Hooray! But, yeah, they announced on, uh, on Monday that New Japan is back, baby! Well, I guess it was actually technically, uh, Tuesday in uh, Japan time. But, uh, Monday for, for us Yanks here. New Japan's back, baby! New Japan is the knack of promotions. What? The video game knack. Are they are they making a new knack? No, they just Thank God. The I, the tagline for knack. The tagline for knack 2 was knack is back baby. Fuck. Was knack was knack 2 good? I hated I the first knack. I don't know. I didn't fucking play knack 2 cuz knack 1 sucked, but it, knack 2 was free on PlayStation Plus, so I Okay, I don't that's why I was asking. I maybe that sounds like something a bad thing that you would have done. I did the bad thing of playing knack 1. Look, I, I need to finish Sonic 06 first. Fair enough. But yeah, they announced that uh New Japan is going to be running a bunch of shows again. Um they announced it June 15th through 17th, so that's uh, this coming Monday through Wednesday, June 22nd through 24th, again, uh, Monday through Wednesday. And then after that, July 1st through July 3rd, that's Wednesday through Friday. And all the shows are unsurprisingly going to be empty arena. Yeah. 
Although they are they... also mm-hmm. running, uh, they're running one of them at half capacity, aren't they? They're going to try to open up to half capacity, I think, uh, a little later. Um, I do believe, though, that the uh, that all of the New Japan Cup will be um, will be Sans people, Sans yeah. fans. I think I, if I remember correctly, the the idea is that they're trying to reopen for uh, for Dominion, uh, which is going to be their their you know show at Osaka Joe Hall in. Uh, uh, July 12th and July 13th. Mm. But I do believe that the New Japan Cup will be empty arena for the entire run. All right. How do you think they're going to do it? You think they're going to try and put fans, like put, you know, wrestlers in the stands? No, but also I feel like the atmosphere of the Japanese shows lends itself better. They're used to quiet, respectful crowds anyway. It's true. Like, I feel like they would lose the least from that change. Yeah, like, it, it definitely helps that New Japan is, you know, much more than any other wrestling, I feel like. New Japan's, like, you know, they're they're not full-on Enochiism anymore, but they're still more about, like, hey, we're making this look like a real fight. Yeah. Like, it's still gonna be some wrestling, it's still gonna have those, like, you know, obvious, like, wrestling storytelling things, but, like, we're we're going for, like... This, these are combat athletes. No, absolutely. I mean, look, it's the king of sports. Indeed. So, yeah, I do think that, like, they would work well with a uh, with no crowd in the same way that, like, UFC has. But one thing I was thinking, have you seen some of the stuff that Korean baseball is doing? Oh, yeah, I just can't get enough of Korean baseball. No, of course I fucking haven't been. I don't even like... Canadian baseball. Oscar. Yeah. Some Korean teams have taken to filling the stands, you know, like the, the, the stands facing the camera, you know, when they have the camera behind the pitcher, you know, oh, facing is, the. Is this thing. the same thing that happened to the Korean soccer team where they filled the stands with sex dolls? I didn't know that. That's awesome. No, this one was they filled it with stuffed animals. Mm. So yeah. it was like fucking Mickey Mouse and Pikachu and. All the stuffed animals watching the fucking baseball game, which I thought was awesome. Yeah, no, there was this Korean soccer Also, you team. can't do... Also, New Japan couldn't get away with putting blow-up dolls in the crowd. That's fucking DDT's territory. But yeah, they um, there was this Korean soccer team where they had bought these... They claimed that they did not realize they were buying sex dolls. Sure you didn't, guys. But their stand was filled with dolls literally having t-shirts on advertising a sex shop. As you do. They got fined for that. Oh man. Bummer. Yeah. I mean, hey, it's not as creepy as some of the German stuff I've seen where they're just filling it with cardboard cutouts that actual fans have submitted of themselves. You know what? I actually kind of appreciate that. That is some weird, like, that is, that's some weird social media playing and, like, getting your fans involved. I, You know what? That's dumb as shit in a way that I'm cool with. Oh, yeah. And look, some fan from a rival team sent himself in and they just stuck him in the away section. That's really good. I really like that. Yeah. And also the the Bundesliga, the German Football League, has announced they're not going to find any of the players that were all wearing Black Lives Matter messages. You're goddamn right they're not. That yeah. makes them better than most American sports. Hell yeah. Hey, look, the NFL really wants you to know that they stand against police injustice. Oh, thanks, guys. Just not enough to give Colin Kaepernick a job. No, why why would we do that? Conspiracy theory. Vince McMahon declared bankruptcy on the XFL because he knew these protests were going to happen. And so because the XFL is bankrupt, it means he didn't have to put out a statement. Hmm. I mean, no, but yeah. <laughs> you can't prove Vince McMahon doesn't have powers of time travel. Nor would I want to, if I'm being completely honest. <clears throat> it's but why we th- have the power of time travel, 
And that's the travel to the future. That's why he doesn't care that the show's bad, because he's already seen the future where he wins. Shit, it all makes sense now. Oscar, let's use our time travel to prognosticate the future, which is to say that... So as is part of this announcement, New Japan, they announced that the first show that they're doing on Monday the 15th is going to be called Together Project Special. And it's a mystery card. Sure. Basically, they're doing the New Year's Dash thing. No, they have not announced a single match for this show. You won't know any match on the show until the opening bell. Hmm. Yeah. That seems Which, kind of okay. Yeah, that seems like a fun way to get everybody back and involved. Just like, all right, here's a weird grab bag of, of crazy things. You don't know what you're going to get. Maybe it'll be some, like, weird pairings we've never seen before. Maybe it'll be, like, a fucking barn burner, like, repeat of something. Who knows? Yeah. But I'm in. No, I'm, I'm kind of into that. And but also, now hey, uh-huh. if it sucks, they have an excuse. Exactly. Like, look, it was a it was a grab bag show, and got we got who we could get. What are you gonna do? Yeah, but it's time to talk about the real shit, because they announced the brand new brackets for the New Japan Cup. Because hey, there's still a lot of people that can't be in this for some reason. I mean, we know the reason. Do we really have to explain the reason? No. But. They've mixed it up a whole bunch. In fact, like, they've ended up filling out the brackets, uh, you know, the people that couldn't be in there, with a lot of junior heavyweights, when there was going to be, like, no junior heavyweights in this. Yeah, I do Except for, like, one or two. talk about that. Which definitely does change things, you know, because, like, I feel like what we usually see out of New Japan is heavyweight is always better than a junior heavyweight. You'll get some instances where it's not the case, but more often than not, the heavyweight's going to beat the junior heavyweight. Yeah. They care about that size distinction, and they care a lot less about the junior heavyweight division. Hell yeah. I know that Trace is somewhere upset that I'm saying things, things poorly about, you know, his his boys Shinjo Takagi and uh, Hiroma Takahashi, but they're still less important than Okada, let's be honest. Yeah... No, you're right, and it, it's a shame, but I also, I get it. I get why the junior heavyweights don't stand a chance, because they are trying to stick to that more sports-like presentation. Yep, they they exactly go for that sports-style presentation, and they go for, you know, and they really care about the weight classes. So when you do an inner, you know, an, an inner, fucking whatever, an open weight tournament like that, then, yeah, they usually go with the... This is a sport, and the bigger person should beat the smaller person. Yeah. Which, hey, it works for them, so what else can you say? I don't hate... I don't hate the idea of saying, no, the the bigger person would win in kayfabe. I don't hate it either. I guess it's just, you know, look. It sucks! It sucks, and, like, it's, you know, it's disappointing when, like, there's so many other wrestling companies out there that have made it, you know, do those stories where, yeah, the smaller person can totally beat the bigger person, and it works. It's just, like, you know. You just have to do the work to make it, like, a believable story. Yeah. And clearly, they kind of don't. I mean, look, they don't do the work for a lot of things. Have you seen their tag team divisions? Uh, how many of them are member- How many of them are Bullet Club offshoots? I don't know like just the one i think now nah, there's probably another bullet club team or two in there where's bullet club civil war civil war i need the bullet club o's versus the bullet club g's i mean i feel like it'll just be break breaking up along the lines of uh people that side with switchblade and people that side with kenta oh so so just the pro wrestling die cool year end awards And there it is! (laughs) Oscar, are you ready to talk about the brackets? Yes. In the first bracket, we got 16 wrestlers, and we're starting with the June 16th show. 
first we get Togi Makabe versus Yoda Tsuji. Who and who? <laughs> okay. Well, first let's start with uh, with uh, Yoda Tsuji. Uh, Yoda is a uh, young lion. Okay. So it's, you know, I guess it's fair that you wouldn't really know him because, like, you know, the young lions are kind of interchangeable except for Shooter. Let's be honest. And I guess Carl Fredericks. Okay. Yoda Suji was a replacement for Jeff Cobb, who, you know, unsurprisingly can't make it because he's in uh, America. Okay. Does that answer your question? Yes, yeah, sort of. Enough. Toki Makabe is a longtime wrestler for uh, for New Japan. He's an mm. older guy. So the older dude's gonna win then. He's got he's got that big chain that he wears around himself sometimes. Yeah, he's I'm got looking... bleach blonde hair. I'm looking at a picture of this dude, and it just looks like. What happened? What would happen if Jeff Jarrett got in Okada's closet? Wow! Not wrong though. He's also the leader of Great Bash Heel, which, if Trace was here, he'd be freaking out about it and yelling at us about. Huh. Great Bash Heel was the group that uh, Chaos split off of. I feel like I remember liking Great Bash Heel. Well, yeah, it's got him and Honma in it. Kokeshi makes you happy, but we'll talk about him. Yeah, I'm with you. The the, the young lion's going to get his ass whooped. Yeah. It's, it's how it's going to be. Next, we got Tomohiro Ishii versus El Desperado. El Desperado uh, is a replacement for uh, Toa Hanare, who is another young lion who uh, I think is stuck probably in uh, New Zealand or something because I believe that he trains with... Uh, um, Follies gym there is El Desperado an animal he is a luchador what and mat- a junior heavyweight what material is he made out of oh I'm sorry he's not Toanade is not a uh, is not a young lion he's just a you know he's just a, a New Japan guy what material is he made of John he used to be a young lion but he's not anymore Oscar he is literally made of stone. Thank you. <laughs> and he's going to literally win. and he's going to win because you can't beat a pit bull that is literally made of stone. He's literally made of stone. How do you beat that? I'm sorry. Suzuki-gun guy, you're fucked. Oh, wait. El Desperado's in Suzuki-gun? Yes, he is. I got to root for my Suzuki-gun guy. Yeah, he's the he's the mass luchador that's in a Suzuki Goon. He, he hangs out with Tai Chi a bunch, along with uh, Kanemaru. You know what? If he hangs out with Tai Chi, he he's a friend of mine. You goddamn right, he is. But we're gonna get to that. I mean, yeah, I agree with you. Tai Chi's friend always and forever. But man's literally made of stone. What else he gonna do? Yeah. All right. Next, we got. This is actually a match that I'm surprisingly excited for. Yeah, I'm looking at this, and I, as soon as I saw this match, I'm like, this is gonna fucking rule. Toru Yano, the Master Thief himself, versus the Master Heater Jano. Yeah, no. He doesn't have his air horn anymore, but he's probably got that kendo stick. Yeah, this fucking rules. This is just gonna be dumb and goofy as shit, and I'm so here for it. Yep. And I'm assuming Kanemaru's gonna win, because, I mean, look, Jado's Jado's whole thing is basically that, you know, he's Gato's right-hand man, like, both in the show and in, in you know, the actual thing, like, he's he's co-head booker with, with Gato. Mm-hmm. And... You know, he was always a tag team guy. He was always there to be the heater and get the heat. And, yeah, he's going to get the heat by trying to hit Toriano with that stick. And then Toriano's going to hit him in the balls and roll him up and shrug. Because he's great. Yeah. No, Toriano. I... There are two matches that that I've shown to my coworkers that do not get wrestling and don't care about they were way into... 
One was the Invisible Man versus Invisible Stan. Goddamn right. It was robbed. And the other was Toriano versus Colt Cabana. Goddamn right. They they gave everybody DVDs. Yeah. Yano got money for his. <laughs> Toriano fucking rules. Toriano fucking rules. Also, uh, this match was originally supposed to be Toriano versus uh, Chase Owens. But, unsurprisingly, that... Chase Owens is stuck in America. Also, that match seems like it would rule less. Somehow. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So I, I just like Giotto. What, what am I going to say? Yeah, no. Giotto, I'm not going to say Giotto's good, but I'm into him. Yeah, exactly. I just, you know, I wish he still had the air horn. Yeah. All right. The final match for June 16th. Tomoaki Honma versus Hiromu Takahashi. Oscar, does Kokeshi make you happy? I mean, Hiromu... you don't remember anything about Honma, do you? Not a goddamn thing. Okay, well, this is going to be good because Honma is actually one of the few New Japan wrestlers I really know shit about. And he's fucking great. His whole thing is basically that he's a weird bald dude who's got a fucked up raspy voice. He talks like this and he says like his voice is literally like this. And his whole th- his whole storyline for a long time was basically he would go up to the to the top turnbuckle and try to hit you with the kokeshi which is the, the flying headbutt okay and he would miss it every single fucking time sure until the time that he actually hit it and it was like yeah honma rules honma apparently Allegedly, maybe connected to the Yakuza. <laughs> I mean, you know, they did have the New Japan gang in that one game. It's true. This might be in Yakuza. Also, I'm just looking at his Wikipedia page, and he's married to a woman named Chie. Goddamn right he is. He knows what's up. <laughs> you know, It's all about kicking tanks and getting his vocal cords crushed. Who do you think crushed his vocal cords? That was a swift kick. <laughs> I also listened to that episode again after you were talking about it. <laughs> I can't disagree with my friend saying I hate Chie because Chie has self-esteem. <laughs> it was a fucking good burn, I gotta say. Yeah. It's far more vicious of a read than I had expected, but uh. <laughs> For those that don't know what we're talking about, go listen to the Takes Bakery episode, Chie is the Worst Persona Girl, uh, over at ZoneCast.com. They're not just casts, they're ZoneCasts. Nailed it. <laughs> Honma is great. Come on, though. It's fucking Hiromu Takahashi. He's gonna time bomb the fuck out of him, because... He's the junior heavyweight golden boy who honestly, I'm a, you know, not to tip my hand here too much. I think he's probably going to be the winner of this. Oh God, we're going through all the brat. We're going through the whole, all the rounds where I'm going to have to remember. No, we're not going to go. We're not going to go through all the rounds. (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs) We're not going to go through all the rounds here, uh, but I, we, we can pick the person that we think is going to win. We can pick one out of each bracket that we think is going to make it to the finals. But, yeah, I, I'm just saying that I genuinely think that I genuinely think they're booking to, like, hey, what better way to get people back in and back excited for this than to give them the match that they've been that they've been teasing and that people really want, which is Takahashi Naito for both belts. Now, the fact that that's what the winner that's what the winner of this gets is they get a shot at Naito. Yeah. Now, the fact, though, that they um What's it called? The fact that the fact that he's a junior heavyweight though is that not a mark against him, or is he like a junior heavyweight they're actually behind? He is a junior heavyweight they're actually behind. Like he's he's very much like their golden boy in a lot of ways, and like they really give him like they really build things around him and try and like you know it seems like it seems in a lot of ways that like you know they would maybe like him to if they could get him to bulk up and be like a heavyweight heavyweight he could be as like 
they I could see them putting him on like an Okada level. Mm. Like, and it's deserved because Hiromu's fucking awesome. He's got Daryl. He's got the time bomb. I look, I fucking love Hiromu. Yeah, like Hiromu, I feel like. Do you do you remember or do you know any way of how like you know they they kind of booked and pushed Kushida when he was in New Japan? No. Okay, like Kushida was very much the same way of like he's the fucking biggest deal. It's just he's got a ceiling because he's in a company where you know, sorry, the junior heavyweights are lesser. Mm. But with that ceiling, he's gone as high as he can go. I kind of feel like that's Hiromu in a lot of ways. Like, I don't think he would beat fucking Naito if they had that match, but I think that they would let him have a really fucking good and competitive match with Naito. Yeah, all right. I'm into that. I just like Hiro- I just like Hiromu's aesthetic. Oh, he's because he's got an amazing aesthetic. He's so cool. Yeah. He fucking is. And that's why he's going to beat Honma, because... Kokeshi will not make him happy. All right. The next day, June 17th, we got the Rainmaker himself, Kazuchika Okada, in what was actually supposed to be a rematch of the uh, G1 Supercard that uh, Owen Trace and I went to. It was supposed to originally be Okada versus Switchblade. Where is Switchblade? Like, Is he just not able to... Get into the I, country? I assume that he is stuck in New Zealand. Mm. So he has been replaced by his mentor and the person that turned on Okada, Gato. Huh. Yeah. I mean, that was the thing was Gato used to be Okada's like manager oh, I... mentor. And then when Okada had his, uh, you know, had his like death spiral after he lost the title to Kenny Omega, like Gato just flipped the fuck out on him and went bullet club. Sure. And started managing Switchblade. I remember this happening. (laughs) Sure you do. No, I I actually do remember this happening. Oh, good. Because I had at least somewhat tried to keep my WWE 2K19 creator wrestlers up to date. Hooray! And I just downloaded a bunch of New Japan guys. Oh, hey, fun fact, by the way. And this this might change things, uh, but it might not. It turns out, actually, that Takahashi is a late entrant. Huh. That match was originally supposed to be Colt Cabana and Bad Luck Fale. <sighs> but, yeah, they're both, you know, they're both in other countries right now. Colt Cabana and Bad Luck Fale sounds like a terrible fucking match. Yeah, like, that's the thing, is that somehow we've actually gotten what might be a pretty fucking cool match instead of what was going to just be Fucking the drizzling shits. Yeah. But it might have at least given us Yano Cabana again. So wait, does that mean that Colt Cabana has the John Moxley deal where he's allowed to wrestle in New Japan? Yes. Huh. Apparently so. That seems like a weird thing to give Colt Cabana of all people. It does, but hey, well, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Uh but anyway. What you what you thinking? Oh, is is, is oh. Gato gonna be able to to beat Okada, the Rainmaker? Fuck no. Yeah, I'm I'm guessing not either. It's well, so actually, clearly, this whole tournament is just a build to Gato versus Jado in the semifinals. Man, that would be pretty cool if they did Gato versus Jado. I'd be really into that. But yeah, something tells me the bookers aren't going to put themselves over. They're they're usually smarter about that in New Japan. They're not Cody. They're not Cody. Yuji Nagata versus Minoru Suzuki. I want Suzuki to win because I don't know who the other guy is and I'm scared of Suzuki. I am definitely scared of Suzuki. Yuji Nagata is a legit fucking legend. Like, okay. he's, he has been wrestling for a very, very, very long time. And, yeah, he's, you know, something tells me he's not going to win this. Oh, this dude. Yeah. Yeah. He was literally in WCW for a bit. Yes. Yeah, I sort of remember him now. 
Yeah, I, I feel like he's very much there to, you know, put on what will be a good fight and definitely a brutal looking fight. But no, Kaze Ninade, let's go. I Give me fucking Suzuki Okada again. That match they had in the rain fucking ripped. Yeah, all right. So, what was supposed to be a match between Juice Robinson and fucking uh, Alex Coughlin, who's one of the, the LA Jojo Young Lions. Hey, both of those guys are stuck in the U.S. So now it's Yuji Naga- uh, Yuya U- Sorry, Yuya Uemura versus Yoshinobu Kanemaru! I vaguely remember Yoshinobu Kanemaru. Kanemaru is a light heavyweight that is in Suzuki-gun, and he hangs out a lot. He is often helping out Taichi. Okay. I want my, I want my boy to win, then. Yeah, exactly. He he helps accompany Taichi and will often, you know, he's often the one getting involved to help out Taichi in the matches in the way that, you know, uh, Miho Abe doesn't because, you know, Miho is pure. Why isn't me Put Miho Abe in the New Japan Cup. You know why they don't do that. Because she'd win. Damn. Because Miho Abe is the best. Yuya Uenimura is a uh, young lion. Build, build next year's New Japan Cup so that Miho Abe and Peter meet in the final. Okay, yeah, no, let's go. I'm into that. Let's fucking do it. <laughs> Shit. Kanemaru's gonna win because it's a young lion. Yeah. And then we have... Another match that is between two people that weren't supposed to be in this tournament. Because David Finlay and uh, Tongaloa can't make it. I can't believe they put Tongaloa in this. But not fucking... Uh... Tomatonga? Yeah, where's Tomatonga at? He's a good guy. Wait, no, he's not a good guy anymore. Yeah. But hey... They're replaced by Gabriel Kidd, who's apparently a, uh, a Rev Pro guy that uh, who does a bunch of freelance stuff and is uh, in Japan, so I guess he gets to be there. And Taichi Ishimori, who you know, he's he's been in the junior heavyweight division for a fucking long ass time. Sure, I know nothing. He's a Bullet Club member. Yeah, he tag teams a lot with uh, El Fantasmo, who I have to be honest. I fucking hate El Fantasmo for the simple reason that I always fucking confuse him with El Hio de Fantasma. See, I always just confuse him with... Every time people talk about El Fantasmo, they abbreviate it to LP. Yeah. Bring Killer, I like it. Bring Killer Mike in. Yes! Man! What would Killer Mike's finisher be? be the uh property ownership and he would just uh he would just be a landlord and price everybody out of the building sure okay i think this is gonna be ishimori or you know i could see gabriel kid maybe winning again i don't know either of these people and gabriel kid has no wikipedia page you know what? no i'm sticking with ishimori because yeah i feel like it would if if how I see this block going, you know, plays out, this, this definitely seems like Ishimori versus uh, Okada would make more sense than Kanemaru versus Okada. And probably yeah. be a better match. So Ishimori's good. At least from what I remember of him. Which admittedly, this is the idiot's guide, so don't trust what I remember about him. Now I'm looking at a match that uh, I'm excited for. Indeed you are, because it's time to start with the right bracket. Starting on June 22nd. Holy fucking shit, this show has a bunch of bangers. Yes. The ace himself, Hiroshi Tanahashi, versus our ace. Pray to your man, Oscar. It's Taichi time. I know Tanahashi's going to win, but fuck, I'm picking Taichi. I want Taichi. Fucking Taichi for days! 
Give me... <laughs> Fuck, man. Give me Taichi versus Takahashi in the final. Yeah, let's go! Let's fucking go! I, you know what? I'm gonna say it. I'm going with Taichi. I'm going with Taichi pulls an upset with the fucking iron glove. I'm going with Taichi because I have a history of the dumb shit I say on this podcast becoming true. Fuck yes. Let's talk about another match that is going to be a goddamn banger. Oh, this the the planned Cruiserweight Classic Finals. Indeed. The, the planned Cruiserweight <laughs> Classic Finals of Kota Ibushi versus Zack Sabre Jr. Weird how weird how none of those guys signed. I know, right? It's so strange. They could be doing such great things as being on 205 Live. Please, they would have been they would have been released. Oh man. Not wrong. <laughs> Zach's although man, imagine Zack Sabre Jr. and Sami Zayn being in the same locker room. That would fucking rule. They yeah. would fucking they would find some way to get David Starr in there and then radicalize the whole fucking locker room. Hell yeah. I can't believe AJ Styles turned into the turned into the wokest of all of them a- after meeting David Starr. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. I actually don't have any idea who would win this. Like, it obvious look, if Taichi wins this, if Taichi wins the Tanahashi match, then clearly it's got to be Kota. Because, look, man, Zack Sabre, Taichi, they're fucking friends. They're not going to fight each other. They're friends. They love each other. And we love them. I think Kota's going to win just because they seem way more in on Kota <laughs> these days. I mean, yeah, no, they're they're definitely in on Kota. Like, I don't think that's a question at all. That, like... They're not ready to put it on him yet. <clears throat> they may not be ready to put it on him until it's too late. But they're definitely behind Coda. But here's the thing. I do think that, like, if, Taka- if Tanahashi wins the Taichi match, like, Coda versus Tanahashi <clears throat> would be a big fucking match. Like... They would get a fucking lot of, like, that's a big match for them, I think. That, like, I don't know if they'd really want to play it off, you know, put it, you know, do it right here in in the middle of a New Japan Cup. Like, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Tanahashi, a match that they've done a fucking lot. Literally, Trace Oscar Owen and I fucking saw them uh, do that match at the G1 Supercard. I wonder, though, if maybe they are willing to do those really big matches, because... That would happen on what? July 1st would be that one? That and would I, be June 22nd. Oh, because I was going to say, if it's... The oh, July, no, you're right. You're right. It would be July 1st. Yeah, and I bet they're probably thinking, you know what? A lot of people have unsubscribed to New Japan World, but if we keep, if we put the, if we fill this cup full of holy shit matches you got to see, and we put it in the next month, then that's going to entice people to keep their subscription going. You're not wrong, and there is definitely a logic to that. But because of that, of those problems that I've sounded out there of, like, a match that I feel like you could put on a much bigger show and get a much bigger play out of it, and a match that they've done a whole lot, especially recently, I feel like that gives us good reason for them to to give Taichi the upset. Hell yeah! Taichi Kota, let's fucking go! Alright, next match. This was originally supposed to be Mikey Nichols, formerly of TM61 and the Mighty Don't Kneel. That's who that is? Oh. Yeah, he was the other guy in TM61. Oh, I thought it was the one that left NXT. It is the one that left NXT. Oh, he... Sorry. Yeah, I'm fucking... I'm not thinking properly. You're thinking of Shane Thorne. He's the one that's still in NXT. Yes. Yeah, Mikey Nichols. I don't remember what his NXT name was. Nick Miller, right. Yeah, no. Nick Miller is Mikey Nichols. Ah. He left... Yeah, he left NXT because, like, yeah, I want to go back to Australia and, like, be closer to my family. And then, yeah, I was like, hey, now I'm going to go to New Japan. I mean, Japan's closer to Australia, technically. Oh, it definitely is. But now he can't be there because he's stuck in Australia. So he's been replaced by a fucking junior heavyweight, the coach that I fucking love, uh, Ryusuke Taguchi. 
funky weapon, motherfuckers. And he's fighting Sonata. Sure. I don't know. I like Funky Weapon. I like Sonata. It's going to be Sonata, though, I think. I like Sonata. He has cool hair. What if the finals ends up being Okada versus Sonata again? Sure. Book it, you cowards. (laughs) Book it, you cowards. Yeah, all right. You going with Sonata? Yeah, I'm going with Sonata. He has cool hair. He does have cool hair. Funky Weapon, I love I love his rugby outfit that he has. It's real dumb. I like that he's the coach. I liked when he got fucking murdered by uh, Kenny Omega in that one match that I saw. Yeah. Sonata's winning. He has cool hair. All right, and in the final match, which actually would have been really fucking cool because it would have been a repeat of last year's Best of the Super Junior Finals of Will Ospreay versus Shingo Takagi. That seems like it's kind of okay. But, whoopsies, Will Ospreay is stuck in the UK. No. So, he's been replaced by show of Rapungi 3K. I, I don't hate show. I don't hate show either. Show, show and yo are cool. Yeah. But Takagi. Yeah. Shingo's got that cool theme. He's really fucking good. Hey, show has that cool theme that some people were really fighting to be the best new theme of 2019. Oh, wait, shit. Maybe I am thinking of show's theme. Show's the one that has the video, the the eight bit theme or whatever. Sorry, yeah, I was thinking of Show's theme when yeah. I was thinking of Takagi's theme. Fuck, yeah, that theme's great. Yeah, he should win. But I think it's gonna be Shingo. Yeah, it's probably gonna be Shingo as well. Shingo Kota would be a cool match. Would be a cool match. All right, and finally, June 23rd, the last of the right bracket. First, Hiroyoshi Tenzan versus Yoshihachi. I just keep confusing Yoshihashi with Yoshitatsu. I also confuse Yoshihashi and Yoshitatsu all the time. And you know what? Yoshi always sucks regardless of the medium. Damn! So, fuck Yoshi. Sure. I don't know anything about these people. I just know I don't like Yoshi, and he is the worst Mario character. Tenzan has also been there for, like, literally ever. Mm. And Yoshihashi... I know the name Yoshihashi. Yeah, I I do too. And he again, I'm looking at his Wikipedia now, and he's apparently been with New Japan since 2008. Aside from you know, he came up as a young lion. Sounds like. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I don't care. I don't care about any of these people. Yeah, it definitely seems like uh, the third day of this is the best day. I'm going with Tenzon because I know slightly more about Tenzon. All right. But also, I don't really. Let's be honest. All right. Now we got the last match that was fucked up by all of this. What was originally supposed to be Kenta versus Carl Fredericks. I wonder why Kenta's not there. Like, do you think maybe he still lives in Florida? That could be. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I was definitely like, huh, weird. The Kenta's not going to be there. Of all people. Like, Carl Frederick, sure, he's L.A. Dojo, but Kenta, I don't know. But instead, we're getting Yo versus Bushi. I love the matches that are just one half of tag team dudes. Yeah. Hey, let's be fair. Bushi's not a tag team. He's a, well, okay, I guess six-man tag is, is, is I was going to say trios, but, you know. Yeah. I guess the, the, I guess the verbiage of the Never title is six-man tag, so... 
But isn't is yeah? Apparently, Shingo is also part of that that team. Huh. As is evil. All right. You know what? Sure. And I kind of like Bushi. I like uh, I like some Lidge. Yeah, Lij's neat. That's all I got. Yo's cool. I like again. I like Rapungi 3K, but yeah, I. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Yo. I'm gonna go with Bushi. Sure. All right. Satoshi Kojima versus evil. Fuck yeah, evil. Everything is evil. Look, they quote evil in MK11. That automatically makes evil the coolest wrestler in New Japan. Everything is evil. One of Noob Saibot's intros literally has him say, Welcome to my darkness world. And then he follows that up with, Everything is evil. Does he pull out a chair? Or a scythe? He, pull, he pulls out a scythe. Yes! Okay. <laughs> Alright. They did that intentionally. Okay, cool. Yeah, Kojima is the old pro that's in there to, to put evil over. I mean, look, I want to root for him after his fallout with Konami. <laughs> Fair. Fuck, now I... Hideo Kojima writes a Fire Pro story on the level of Suda51's Fire Pro story. Oh my god, yes. I would be so into that. <laughs> but are you into the final match of the right bracket? Hiroki Goto versus Yujiro Takahashi. Eh, not that into it. Yeah, me neither. I feels like have... kind of a bummer to end on. Yeah, I have no, I have no real interest in in Takahashi. Honestly, what if the like, build here? Cool, he's the other, he's the other Bullet Club member. What if the build here, though, the final Yujiro Takahashi versus Hiromu Takahashi for the rights to be Takahashi? I'd be kind of into it. Not gonna lie. <laughs> Still, though, I think it's gonna be Goto. Yeah. You know, it's Goto. Everybody loves Goto. It is. I don't think I don't think he's gonna be a four time New Japan Cup winner, don't get me wrong. But I could see Goto winning in this round. That would be interesting though, because it would be uh two chaos people fighting in that if evil wins. Do they make a big deal out of do they make a big deal out of stablemates fighting though? I mean, they they do sometimes. Like, remember, they had a big story during the G1 last year where they had Evil versus Sonata. Yeah. I obviously don't remember that from last year. They don't do it often, but they do do it. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm a... I think the finals... Looking at this whole bracket... I think the finals is going to be Hiromu Takahashi. Hmm. Hiroshi Tanahashi. I really? Know, I, 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 no, I'm just talking about my, I have no fucking idea. But hear I'm me guessing, out though. Hiromu yeah. Takahashi versus a Hiroshi Tanahashi for the rights to the HT initials. <laughs> I'd be okay with that. Not going to lie. <laughs> I'm trying to decide though because it's I I feel very confident that that Takahashi's going to the to the finals of the left bracket, but the right bracket I really do think it's going to come down to uh, Ibushi versus Takagi, and I just don't know. I think Ibushi would beat Takagi. I could see it, but I could also see it, you know, them doing the story. Like, it feels like that's the story that they're telling with Ibushi, of, like, Ibushi always gets super close, and then he never wins the big one. Which, I guess that would make sense to do it. That would be a, a reason for him to have, have him beat Takagi and then lose to Takahashi. But... Yeah. Hmm. But I could also see Shingo getting that fucking upset. Hmm. I guess I feel like... 
Ibushi versus Takahashi is a more ambiguous final with more intrigue behind it. Yeah, that's actually true, definitely, because that because that would be junior heavyweight versus heavyweight. Like Shingo would be, you know, he's a junior heavyweight as well, so that would just be two junior heavyweights fighting. Yeah, you could do you could do that match in a different place. Yes. Oh, actually, I lied. Uh, Shingo's a Shingo is a heavyweight now. Oh. Well, all so right. There you go. So I guess it's the same story either way. Yeah. Regardless, I though. I don't know. I see Ibushi making the final. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm with you. It's going to be Ibushi Takahashi. And that'll be cool. And that'll be fun. And I'm excited to see that. And then that will most likely be Takahashi challenging Naito at a Dom- at Dominion in Osaka Hall. Mm-hmm. Where there may be fans. I mean, well, actually, I mean, it seems like there will be fans for even the the finals of the New Japan Cup because that's happening on July 11th, which presumably will be their first show with, I think, 30% capacity, they said. Huh. I thought it was 50%, but it could be 30%. I thought I think it's 30 and then they're going to raise it to 50 later. But again, I could be wrong. Yeah. But there's only one way to find out, and that's to you know, let it fucking happen. And then I guess we'll be back to maybe talk about it. I mean, we'll probably be back to talk about Dominion. Maybe. Who knows? I'm sure we will. I mean, the only way that we won't is if fucking Owen and Trace decide to finally stop us and like actually do their jobs. And that's not going to fucking happen. That's man. It's not going to happen, is it? No. Why do you think I said that we are the New Japan editors, Oscar? Oh. Because we are. It happened. We did it. And now we're stuck. Oh, I know. I regret I regret this every day. Again, Oscar, be thankful for the fact that there is no G1 this year. Oh, yes. Although, I'm not going to lie... There's a part of me that would kind of enjoy, was kind of looking forward to us doing our dumb thing of reviewing every match of the G1, just about how it sounds on paper without watching any of it. I mean, it would probably just be us yelling literally made of stone and other Owenisms. Again, so like the actual coverage then. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We fed an AI 100 hours of G1 podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Which admittedly is how long those the cumulative G one podcasts is. Yes. Fuck. All right. I have still never listened to a single one of those episodes. No, me either. I don't give a shit about the G one. That's why I'm one of the new Japan editors. Well, you're gonna have to because we're gonna have to do it for the hashtag content, and I hope that all of you out there have enjoyed this hashtag content that we have given y'all. Y'all, New Japan is back. And that means so are the idiots. And we still don't know shit. I but maybe one day know, we will. I arguably know less about New Japan than when we started this. Oscar, maybe the New Japan was the Tai Chi's we made along the way. <laughs> I can't top that. This has been the Idiot's Guide to New Japan for New Japan Cup 2020. Don't we'll, come back now, you hear. We'll be back some other time. When there's a big New Japan show or that when needs to be covered. Or when there's just more RuPaul to talk about. <laughs> I mean, look, obviously we're going to be back, like, I don't know, in a couple days. Like, we're going to have to do Heal Alternative. And then you're going to have your, your MK thing that I'm editing. And we're going to do a whole bunch more dumb casual Fridays and shit. But the part where we specifically pretend like we know what's going on in New Japan. That will be back, I don't know, a few weeks probably like a month or so yeah that sounds about right until then oh you're expecting me to say something
This podcast was brought to you by the Zonecast Network, executive produced by Owen Douglas. Visit zonecast.com for more shows.